The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Thanks a lot for listening to us here on Super Talk Radio. Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. So, Bubba, other than the financial news... I, I gotta stop you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I got to relay a story that happened last night. Oh, really? And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week. Oh. So we feel like we're making a little bit of progress, right? Meaning that I think Charles Schwab did a study, mm-hmm. and as far as written financial plans go, et yeah, cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. we made a, a 10% increase. A 10% increase, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all because of us and our radio. Went, show, went right? to, from 30% to 33%. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm listening to a conversation between uh, Henry and Mary Margaret last night, my children. children. Yep. Uh, yeah. 11 and almost 9, uh, almost 12 and almost 9. Yeah. And, uh, and they're, they're deciding the terms on a bet. Now, I don't know what they were betting on, okay. right? Okay. <laughs> but I hear, uh, hear Henry, the middle child, tell Mary, uh, you have to buy me a house with the, the highest ROI. <laughs> <laughs> and, which, you know, my ears perked yeah, up yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. ROI? Henry. Return on. Where in the world did you hear that? Do you even know what it is? He said, "Yeah, it means return on investment." I said, "Rock on!" You know, we're we're hitting hitting some strides here, right? Um, And and then I said, "I said, do you know what it means?" He says, "Yeah, you know, basically means that you're going to make the most on something when you get ready to sell it later on." I said, "Well, Henry, that sounds like a pretty good bet." Where did you hear this term? Thinking school or whatever. Uh, and he told me I heard it on a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Now I don't. I doubt it was ours, right? Right. right. Yeah. But he said I heard it on a podcast, and I was like, "That's wonderful." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what this podcast is that you're listening to, but I, I say that to say if if parents aren't having conversations with their children about money, mm-hmm. even the most basic aspects of money, mm-hmm. you know, don't spend more than you make. Try to save a little. Put some more in investments, et cetera, et cetera. You're gonna have to pay tax. You're going to have to pay taxes. Right. Yeah. Right. And, right. and kind of basic stuff. Yeah. Just to have um, have a conversation and a dialogue with individuals, I think, is where where that, that shift is going to begin changing, right. where people are going to be more aware of their finances. Yeah. Right? Right. So, yeah. 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 so we've made some strides. I say right? that to, to brag a little bit, yeah, that, well, that my 11-year-old yeah. knows what ROI is. Yeah. Yeah, and he's listening to the right kinds of podcasts, yeah. right? But but there are others. Oh, from. <laughs> there are. Yeah, <laughs> right? there are for yeah. sure. Cool. Yeah. So uh, the news, other than the financial news, mm-hmm. you keep up with it. Um, very little, mm. very little. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, most of the news that 
that, that, that we have the headlines mm-hmm. have something to do with finances, so we probably pick up on it them. It does, or uh, it has some bearing on finance, or the things that have a bearing on finance are important enough for them to report on the Finance Network. Probably. Yeah. Right. And, and if you're listening to the news, you're, you are probably listening more to a financial network or keeping up mm-hmm. with financial writings and that sort of thing. So some of the trivial things that come across in the news, you know, they'll, they'll lead with the headlines. What happened today with inflation? Or what happened today with the, the president? Or, or who's getting reelected or whatever, right? I, I, so I think a, a perfect example of probably why I don't like watching the regular news is I saw this on a, a program a week or two ago, and the question posed to the panel of, of experts, mm. right, or talking heads, whoever they were, the, the question posed was, who would you rather be uh, stranded on a desert island with? Oh, my God. The president uh, of, the United of the United States or uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? <laughs> Who would you rather be? And I'm like, why is this even? I mean, why are they filling up airtime with this? I had a conversation with somebody about that. Somebody else I know who saw that. (laughs) You know what he said? There wouldn't be no stranded. I'd go drown myself. I'd just start start swimming. Yeah. (laughs) I ain't staying with either one. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) And many people out there probably feel the same ways. And sometimes when you hear the news or see the news, you just get frustrated and you're like, that's crazy. So what they do is they lead off and they got all these headlines and what's happening in the world and how it impacts you. Maybe later on they'll, they'll do some sports and weather. And usually right at the end, they throw in some trivial stuff, mm-hmm. some TMZ kinds of stuff. Yeah. All right. So a couple of days ago. Or a feel-good story. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm listening and, and walking through the room and my one of my children, my wife had one of the major networks on, and they were getting to the end of one of their news broadcasts, and they led with this, or were leading with uh, this as they left the broadcast. Do you know that the Charles Manson estate is finally going to be settled? Wow. Now, Charles Manson, Mm -hmm. we all know him as that psychopath back in 1969 who killed Sharon Tate and five or six other people out in Southern California and, you know, the movies and Helter Skelter and all that stuff. And been been in jail for how many years? Then when did he die? Like 19, or 2017 or 18, something like that. So he's been dead five, six years and they're finally settling his estate. Well, first question I would have is what estate? Yeah. Why does he have an estate? You know, he's been in yeah. jail for 40 or 50 years, and does did he, he have anything? Did he write any books? He wrote music. Music, okay. At, uh, Guns N' Roses. All right. Uh, Marilyn Manson and uh, the Beach Boys actually recorded some of his music. Okay. So he has a little bit of a catalog there. Yeah. He also had his guitar that was supposedly given to him by some famous guitarist mm-hmm. or something, and some of his musings and you know his manifestos, even his clothes supposedly yeah. online mm-hmm. are being bid up. I yeah. had no idea about this. Mm-hmm. So you would say, well, why did it take so long to, to close his estate? Give it to his kids. Well, he didn't have any surviving right. children. Mm-hmm. He had one known child that unfortunately committed suicide a few years ago. Yeah. So now he has supposedly a grandson mm-hmm. that is proving with paternity tests and DNA that he is actually the one mm-hmm. living heir. He supposedly has a stepsister that mm-hmm. has come forward. And then he had a pen pal. Okay. Okay. While he was in, he was in 
prison, he had this person that he was he, he was corresponding with, and supposedly, according to this person, Charles Manson sent his will to him. Okay. All right. Didn't send it to his children, didn't give it to an attorney, didn't hand it to the warden. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, he mailed it to you. Right. All right. And now they're going to deal with it in the courts in California. So All these years later. In this case, I would think that it's a holographic will. Probably. Which, handwritten. Which basically means it's handwritten. Right. Um, could now, be valid. Could, could be, be very well could be right. um and in that case you know I, I think if the court accepts that will then whatever that will says is yeah. what happens to his estate yeah and then it means that may may not get to close it mm -hmm. right now because somebody's going to challenge it. sure because i i doubt the one that he sent to his mm -hmm. pen pal named his grandson right uh, mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to be interesting even though the headline was we're going to mm -hmm. settle it there's still the possibility it yeah. won't settle. So we're going to talk about headlines today. All right. Something a little off, uh, off for us. And we're going to talk about how to claim a lottery winning. Okay. Because we've had some of that in our headlines yeah. recently. Here from the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus. And yours truly Greg Cooley with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about headlines. you know, And we're going to have a little fun today with this. Uh, jackpots, uh, Powerballs, lotteries. How do you really, how should you claim them? $1.1 billion, right? Was the most recent one you most saw in the headlines? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think it was actually $1.23 okay. when they did the drawing. Okay, so for people who don't know mm -hmm. how that works, they basically say uh, you're going to have a couple options here. Mm -hmm. You can take an, an annuity out over yeah. your lifetime, and they divide the winning, mm -hmm. the, the purse, the, the pot, by 30. Mm -hmm. Okay? So in this case, uh, using this one as an example, it's about a little more than $40 million a year yep. that you could get for the next 30 years. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, but if you pass away, it doesn't go to your estate. Okay. It goes back into the state of coppers or whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, a lot of people will say, I don't know about that. Taking a chance there. I, I think I'm going to live 30 years, but I don't know. So then uh, you got a, a lump sum option. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking the 1.2 or 1.3 divided by 30 over 30 years, they just give you a chunk up front. That was six or seven hundred million. Right. Of course, you got to pay tax on mm -hmm. that the first year, so you know, scrape a couple hundred million dollars right. off the top. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can still live on four or five hundred million dollars? I'd rather have the cash in hand than take it over thirty years. Would you? Yeah. 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 You personally, or your professional advice to somebody? So if Daddy Warbucks over uh, there won it, would you say that yeah, you're probably you and your estate are probably better off taking the money now? All right. So I I would say for Daddy Warbucks, you know, mm -hmm. he he is above the age of sixty five, mm -hmm. and we don't know about his health and how long he's going to live, but the probability is that making it to 95 for him, mm -hmm. while it's very doable, may not happen, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So in that case, I'd say, yeah, take the lump sum. Yeah. Get all of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, uh, like I would be a good manager of 
$400 million. I feel like I'd be a good manager of $40 million or, or $4 million, yeah, whatever the yeah. amount is. Whatever right? they bring me, right? Yeah. I can handle yeah. it. So a bird so in million, the hand is better than two in the bush, I right? I would say so, especially when you think about it this way. If he gets $400 million, just say mm-hmm. that that's his number. It may uh, We hopefully think it would be higher, but we're just going to use that as the number. Make the math easy. $400 million. And he created that as a kind of an investment cow. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't intend to really cut into the cow the rest of his life. He, yeah. w- he wants to leave her alone, wants to keep mm-hmm. her healthy. How much milk in this analogy do we think he could probably get out of $400 million every year? Yeah, 20 to $25 million a year. Right. All right. So mm-hmm. the other way, they were going to give him 40 right. but there's a chance he and his estate mm-hmm. wouldn't have anything left. Yeah. Or you can take about half that amount mm-hmm. and know that, yeah, you're going to get this $20 million over your lifetime, but when you're gone, $400 million is left for somebody else. You know, and if you consider it this way, um, say you get $400 million, right? Mm-hmm. And say you go out and you blow the first $50 million. Yeah. You know, at yeah. some point, you can't spend money fast enough, mm-hmm. right? Most, yeah. most individuals can't. Yeah. I don't know how an individual could go through $20, $25 million a year. Especially if their house was already paid. Yeah. Right? Or, I mean, a, a couple of houses or a ranch in Texas or, you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, with $50 million, yeah, with 50 you can million, dream, right? You can dream, and, yeah, and you can have your own airplane to go back and forth between Ooh. them. Yeah, yeah. And even with the expenses associated with that, I think it would be difficult to spend $20 million a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just think about that. $20 million mm-hmm. a year. Um, what would you do with $20 million? You know, it's, it's hard to fathom right. how much money that really is. Could you make a difference in the world with $20 million? Absolutely you could. Let's say you tell your wife, darling, I'm sorry, we're going to have to live on $15 million mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this year. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. A little over a million a month. Yeah. That's all we got. We gotta we gotta make do with that. It's over fifty thousand dollars a day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, your full time job would have to be how do I spend money? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. to go out and spend fifty thousand so dollars a day. If you said I'm going to get twenty and we're going to live on fifteen, we pay mm-hmm. some taxes. Let's say we got two or three million extra left on. Yeah. Uh, we could set up foundations. Sure, you could. We could do- donor advise funds. Mm-hmm. We could. Uh, and those things could be set up to be in perpetuity. Yeah. You know, you live 25 years mm-hmm. at putting two or three or four million dollars away a year. Right. You know, you might have 80 to 100 million dollars in a mm-hmm. foundation that could make sure nobody in your state would ever have to pay to be, be a teacher again. Yeah. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. You could send every teacher in your state to college for mm-hmm. the time and eternity. Yeah. Just picking somebody. No, your municipality would never have any issues related to giving uh, raises to mm-hmm. police officers. Sure, it would ever. You know, churches. You you can mm-hmm. make a difference in universities. You you could really do something with that. And many times these lottery winners do it. Yeah, you know we and we've talked about this before at churches in particular. Mm. You know if if individuals would include charities and churches in their estate plan, mm-hmm. and leave ten percent of whatever they have, mm-hmm. churches really wouldn't have any financial issues at all. I'm telling you, 
and you really think about it. Let's say you did a great job over mm-hmm. your lifetime. You lived up into your 80s, and mm-hmm. you were worth $2 million. Yeah. And I was one of your kids. Mm-hmm. And you're going to leave me. Let's say I'm an only child. Yeah. You're going to leave me $2 million. Yeah. Don't you think I could make it on $1.8 million? I, I would hope so. Huh? Yeah, I would hope so. And you could give 10%, yeah. $200,000 mm-hmm. to somebody, mm-hmm. to something. And you're exactly right. Yeah. If we really think of it that way, your kids ought to be able to make it on 90% yeah. of what you're going to leave them. Yeah. So talking about headlines, I think mm-hmm. one of the headlines that I saw recently was uh, Bill Gates, mm-hmm. who's on the, the Forbes you know, top 100 list, you know, probably in the top five. Mega of, wealthy. Mega wealthy. Of richest people individual. around the world. Um, right. And he is trying his best to get off that list. Really? But how is he trying to get off that list? By giving money to charities and his foundation and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How well is he doing? Not, not really good because he keeps making more money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? Exactly. You know? Yeah. It, it, as you said, if you're making fifty or $100,000 a day, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it, it, just writing checks yeah. and giving it away. And... And, and, and he's probably making a lot more than that because yeah. his net worth is in the billions, yeah. right? I think he's making, you know, like six or $7,000 a minute. Mm-hmm. We've run the numbers before. Yeah, it, 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 yeah it, it's just astronomical. But if you find yourself in possession of the lottery ticket, the big lottery mm-hmm. ticket, whatever it is, $10 million, $1 billion, what should you do? Mm-hmm. What's the very first thing you should do? I want to tell you this. Keep your mouth shut. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) That lottery ticket is like cash. Mm -hmm. The people at the lottery office have no idea who out there has it. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. All right? And that lottery ticket, if you drop it and somebody else picks it up, Mm -hmm. they can tell the world they're the one that bought it. Who's who's the wiser? Who knows? Mm -hmm. So that thing's like cash. In order to guard against it being stolen or getting into the hands of the wrong people, when they put together lotteries, they, on the back of the ticket, they have a line for the signature of the winner. Mm-hmm. You need to sign it. Yep. And it needs to match the signature either on your driver's license or your passport. Mm-hmm. Because when you show up to get that thing, they're going to say, okay, let me see your signature. And prove that that is you and mm-hmm. your signature. So those two things yeah. have to match. Mm-hmm. All right. The n- next thing is the point you made. You need to be anonymous. Yep. Keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. How easy is it going to be to keep your mouth shut if you have a $400 million piece yeah. of paper? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I read recently... I read recently that uh, rather than doing these DNA tests to find, and, and you know doing family genealogy and that sort of thing in order to figure out who your family is, mm-hmm. uh, all you need to do is just post in social media that uh, that you've won the lottery <laughs> and you'll find everybody related to you. Yeah, anybody yeah. who might have any uh-huh. association with you, right? Uh-huh. One of the reasons to keep this anonymity is, like you said, keeping um, family members from coming out of the woodwork, you're going to also have a bunch of Mm do-gooders or people who say they're do-gooders asking for money. You're going to have a lot of people who are salespeople. Mm -hmm. 
We find this when an NBA player or an NFL player or a Major League Baseball player, somebody signs a huge contract, suddenly all these jewelry makers, suddenly all of these artists that do these great murals and paintings, suddenly people who are selling vintage automobiles want to get in touch with you. Right. And if you don't want to deal with that all at once, you need to stay anonymous. So mm-hmm. we've given you two or three points about how to accept your winnings if you have won the lottery and what you need to do about claiming that mm-hmm. jackpot. We're going to continue with five or six more pointers. And whether you ever win it or not, I think it's kind of a cool show to have and uh, gets us off of the other headlines about inflation here from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Thanks a lot for listening in, being valued listeners, and also some of you out there are valued sponsors of the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. So, Bubba, we're talking about uh, headlines and specifically Mm -hmm. about how to claim a Powerball jackpot. First of all... Keep your mouth shut. Number two, sign the back of the ticket. Now, let me stop you there. Before you sign it, you need to decide, do you want to sign it as you? Mm -hmm. Or do you want a trustee to sign it? Yeah. Now, why am I asking that question? If you sign it individually, then it means it goes to you. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have a trustee sign it, then it means that the trustee is signing it on behalf of a trust, right? Hopefully for my... De- Hopefully for your benefit, okay, okay. right? Or your family's benefit or how you, however you establish the trust. Okay. Which means that you may need to go see an attorney uh-huh. and talk about this trust before you claim this prize. And what would be the benefit out of, of, of having it in a trust as opposed to in my pocket? So, uh, number one, and the first and foremost thing that I think of is we live in a very litigious society. Oh, yeah. Meaning that people like to sue one another for for whatever reason. Suddenly fall on your front porch step. I've been watching uh, Better Call Saul lately. And, you know, I mean, (laughs) people will sue sue for about any reason that they feel like, right? It's a wonder you have any faith at all. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If you've been watching Better Uh Call Saul. It is a good show, though. Yeah. Very entertaining so you know if you if you have this lottery ticket claimed in the Mm -hmm. name of this trust that you're the benefit of there Mm -hmm. are potentially ways that you could protect those assets yeah for you and your family for uh years to come especially if you're going to get that lump sum thing Mm -hmm. you know right uh and you're gonna have a lot of money all at once and, uh, you know, how, how do we handle it? How do we handle the taxes? How do we handle the legalities? Uh, you know, what happens if something happens to me? Uh, how do I want this thing managed uh, from now and possibly in per- perpetuity? Sure. Do I want to benefit charities? Uh, how far do I want to go down my family lineage before the trust bursts up? Or do I want it to be almost uh, like a legacy sort of thing? Uh, where it can be like a dynastic thing, like a dynasty. There's all kinds of stuff to talk Mm -hmm. about. Lots to think about. So before you sign the thing, you may not want to sign the thing yourself. That's right. You may want to have a trustee Mm -hmm. sign it on your behalf, which brings me to the next point. Uh, How quickly do you have to act? There are some places Mm -hmm. you got to do it within seven days. Yeah. Some places you got... 30 days. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the longer you have, the more planning and thinking and, and strategizing. Mm-hmm. You, you, but you need to find out 
where what the rules are. Now, the rule is related to where you purchase the ticket, not where you live. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. Okay. The rule about how quickly you have to claim your prize and can you be totally anonymous? Can you allow this trustee not just to sign the, the ticket, but also show up and get the prize on your behalf? So let's say Daddy Warbucks over there, Phil Womack, our ex- executive mm-hmm. producer, let's say he won a $500 million jackpot. Yep. And he's thinking, you know, I don't want people dealing with me. Mm-hmm. I don't want people calling me. I don't want the whole world to know that it's me. I want to see if I can possibly be anonymous here and let Bubba be my trustee. Yeah. Bubba go down there. If Let's say they give 30 days to accept this thing, and I'm going to make them wait 29 days because I'm doing a lot of planning. You need to watch them as they sign that, the trustee, mm-hmm. and make sure that as they sign it, they put T-T-E-E <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Uh, and other yeah. than just Bubba Labus, yeah, right? Yeah, so that way Bubba Labus does not claim, claim it for him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah. he's going to sign as your trustee, yeah. and you're going to make sure of that. We right? call that trust, but verify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do we want to be anonymous? I I would. I would prefer to be anonymous. All right. Some municipalities will allow you mm-hmm. to be anonymous or jurisdictions. Yep in whichever case it is. Some will allow you to be completely anonymous, whether it's you individually or a trustee on your behalf. Uh, some require you to show mm-hmm. up. They want to take pictures. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, why would they want you, why, why would they want to require you to show up? Well, it's all about advertising. Mm-hmm. Look at this individual that won $1.2 billion. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to be the next winner? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, is that going to mess up your private life probably? Oh, yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. So all these are considerations about do I want to sign the mm-hmm. thing? Do I need to set up a trust, let a trustee sign yeah. the thing? Can I be anonymous? Yeah. So I go back to my thing. Our Daddy Warbucks over here, Phil mm-hmm. has won, in our example, $500 million. And he decides, you know what? I think I do want to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. I hope he made this decision before he bought his ticket. Because in certain jurisdictions, it doesn't make any difference what he wants. They're going to require him to do it. Yeah. However... It's where he bought the ticket, not where his mm-hmm. personal home residence is. Yeah. So let's say that you live somewhere close to the state of South Carolina. The state of South Carolina is one of those that allows you to stay totally anonymous. Okay. Maybe you just travel across the yeah. state line. Yeah. As opposed to buying your ticket mm-hmm. in your state, say the state of Georgia, you go over in South Carolina and buy it. That way... It's just automatically mm-hmm. taken care of. You automatically know it, that you can stay anonymous. What are the states that have told the world, we'll let you stay anonymous? We're going to protect any Powerball winner's, winner's identity. Uh, Delaware, Kansas, Maryland, North Dakota, Ohio, and South, South Carolina. So not many. Not many. Yeah. They have said, we'll let you stay anonymous. Mm-hmm. Other states say you can have a little a little anonymity mm-hmm. if you do the trust thing. Yeah. And then other states say you get the benefit mm-hmm. out of this, you show up and get your picture yeah. taken. Mm-hmm. All right? 
um, and you need to know all this. Let's say that you're in one of those states that says you've got to show up, Bubba. Mm-hmm. What kind of planning do you need to do beforehand? Well, I need to make sure that my hair's just right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get one of those two hundred dollar haircuts. Exactly. Maybe uh, even a three hundred dollar haircut. Yeah, yeah. I tell you. There's a lot of planning I think you need to, make, mm-hmm. to do. Whether you can remain anonymous or whether your identity is going to be uh, to be to be known from day one. But if your identity is going to be known, mm-hmm. you probably need to have some of that liability insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Your identity is going to be known. You probably need to know about whether you want to ha- establish a trust with that mm-hmm. money. Do you want to split this ticket with anybody and put it in uh, various estates? Mm-hmm. Those are all discussions right. you need to have with CPAs yeah. and attorneys, and you need to mm-hmm. do a lot of planning beforehand. Do you know there was so much to getting free money? Well, so I was thinking along the lines of just a, a typical inheritance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Much of the same planning would go into that. You know, if you inherit some money. Yeah. So, it, 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 you know, this this isn't subject to only having lottery winnings, mm-hmm. right? No. Uh, what if you're at the casino and mm-hmm. you happen to hit the jackpot on right, something, right, right? right? And you fall right, into a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, uh, you know, great uncle uh, Daddy Warbucks over there says, hey, you know what? I'm not living here anymore. I'm not living anymore. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Bubba, here you go. Uh, by the way, when I do got, die, Bubba, I wasn't just picking at you. Yeah. I did mm-hmm. put you in the will. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So much of the same planning would go along with any of these. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to understand taxes. Mm-hmm. You need to understand trust. You need to understand what kind of team you need to put together. Uh, CPAs, attorneys, mm-hmm. advisors, uh, maybe even find somebody who's done this before. Right. I, I read a little bit of, uh, of uh, uh, some some articles online about this Mm -hmm. and one of the attorneys that actually specializes this in the state of Maryland says that what they do is they keep in touch with former winners Mm -hmm. and they may call you up and say, Hey, you know, Bubba, you won 10 years ago and you won 50 million. How's it going for me? Oh, fine. Mm -hmm. Would you serve on a team for daddy Warbucks here and help him out and just give him some Mm -hmm. advice of the things you've been through? That's right. And he'll pay you 10 grand if you'll come to a couple Mm -hmm. meetings. Very few people are going to turn that down. And a lot of people do like to help their fellow man. Mm -hmm. So on this team, you're going to have some professionals, but you're probably going to have some other individuals. Maybe even throw your pastor in there. Whoever you want to get some, some good advice from. That'll help you. You you hear many times about the curse of lottery winners, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And how after a certain number of years that they're completely broke. Yep. Um, And, you know, that could be based on poor investments. It could be giving money away, a number of different reasons. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, So I think surrounding yourself with a a high caliber and quality Mm -hmm. advisor and or advisors, which you're going to need going forward. Because, I mean, you you just opened up a a whole can of worms on on things that that you need to address and discuss. You you have. So we're up against the break. We're going to continue this discussion about smart things to do before you claim your jackpot here from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. 
Campbell, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you on Super Talk Radio. Today we're talking about smart things to do before you win the, or, or claim the lottery that uh, hopefully you have won. Uh, and many people really recently been dreaming about that because they've seen it in the headlines. So we've gone through five or six things that, that you should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should keep your mouth shut. You should make sure that the, the ticket is handled correctly and signed by the mm-hmm. right people. You probably need to keep that ticket in a very secure place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a lockbox... This may be the time that you go pay $75 to your local bank mm-hmm. and stick that And thing. get one. Yep. Now, in there, I think you also need to write down some goals. Mm-hmm. You know, what are my goals? What do I really want to accomplish with this? Do I want to keep my job? What about my relationships? Where I live? Mm-hmm. What happens to me if something happens to me? You know, what happens to my money? Uh, And I think you need to write those down before the money shows up because the money can be enticing. So uh, kind of along with that, you know, asking about friends, uh, my middle child, uh, and he probably caught this online somewhere, said, would you rather have uh, $30 million or 30 million loyal friends? Mm Mm-hmm. Question. You know, it's a it's a good you know philosophical de- debate, right? Um, and he said he would rather have thirty million loyal friends, okay. because you could ask each one of them for a dollar, and then you'd have thirty million friends <laughs> and, and you know thirty million dollars. And then you could go out and you could buy a chocolate factory, and you could ask all your friends to buy one chocolate bar for five dollars, mm-hmm. and they would. Mm-hmm. And then boom, you got one hundred and fifty million dollars. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. And then you go buy a snow yeah. cone uh, factory, yeah. and you uh, go buy ice cream, right. and you know the next thing yeah. you know, you're a billionaire, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Smart boy. That's what you want to do. Now, one of the other things you want to do along the line here is make yourself hard to contact. Mm-hmm. And we've alluded to the fact that friends and family are going to come out of the woodwork, and you're going to have all these people who want to sell you things here, and all these people who say they're expert mm-hmm. advisors showing up. So... How do you make yourself harder to contact? Well, think of right now. How do people contact you? Yeah, they, uh, they either call me or text me or call the office. Mm-hmm. So would you change your telephone number? I would, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would. Uh, everybody know where you live? Mm-hmm. Is your uh, address on things, your street address? Yeah. Maybe you change your address to a P.O. box number. You know, $400 million, $20, 30000000 million, mm-hmm. probably not that big a deal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. $400 million? Mm-hmm. You need to be worried about security details. You do. You do. Absolutely. I mean, somebody's going to mm-hmm. say you harass them. Yeah. You know, you touch mm-hmm. them in the wrong place. Right. That, you know, you said a wordy dirt in mm-hmm. front of them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh and along the way, uh, you know, all this seems mm-hmm. like overkill, doesn't it? It does. But is it? No, it, it, it by far is not. It is not. What about your social media accounts? Um, you know, if it were me, I'd probably shut them all down. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. And you probably need to hire somebody like an assistant. Mm-hmm to uh to uh help you filter things mm-hmm. 
help you decide how, you know, somebody PR in PR yeah. to help you decide how you're going to respond mm-hmm. to requests. There are probably a few interviews you want to do. Yeah. There probably are. But if you're getting $20 million a year, mm-hmm. I mean, what's wrong with hiring a couple of folks for, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to, to help and, and do these things for you? Yes. And take some of the stress mm-hmm. off of you. Right. Here's another one. We've talked about some of the professionals that maybe you want to hire accountants and attorneys and advisors and maybe previous people who have won the lottery and had experiences. What about a therapist? Absolutely. What would a therapist help me help me do if well, I won the lottery? First and foremost, I think they can help you make rational decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, help you frame mm-hmm. where you are and where yeah. you want to go and who you are. Is this going to change my personality? Without a doubt, it will. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Am I di- going to be different to live with? Mm-hmm. Is my wife going to like yeah. the new person? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, all those things are things to be thinking about. Your your personality, your financial situation, mm-hmm. your your position in the community – all that has suddenly changed. Mm-hmm. Hopefully for the better if you manage this right, but could be for the worse. Yeah. Yeah. So on that list of things because along with that there's a there's a tremendous amount of jealousy. <sighs> Whether people tell you that they're happy for you or not, there's a tremendous amount of jealousy because you won the lottery and they didn't. Yeah. 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 I had somebody tell me one time, you know, uh, the people around you that are always nice to you mm-hmm. may not be your best friends. Yeah. Sometimes your best friends are not nice to you, but it's for your own good. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of those people that thinks you can, uh, you know, kind of surround yourself with yes people, you're not going to be happy. You know, yeah. it, it, it's not going to be a good thing for you. Now, um, how about this? On the list of those things that you wanted to accomplish, that you're going to put in the lockbox along mm-hmm. with your, your lottery ticket until you or somebody else goes and claims it, here's another list I'd like for you to put in there. Things that you want to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Okay? What are some things you'd want to stay the same? Whether you're worth $20, Today yeah. or twenty million dollars tomorrow. What are some things in your life that you'd like to stay the same? Yeah, you know, you, you would hope that you could uh, maintain uh, your family life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the twenty million dollars affords you the opportunity to to spend more time with your family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you surely don't want it to be a, a, a detriment to that. Yeah. But again, it, you know, it gets back to your points. What are your goals? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's important to you? Yeah. And you know what? You may not necessarily initially want to run out and quit your job. Mm -hmm. How much of your personality is tied up in your job? Some of you hate your job and you're going to quit tomorrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. 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 But some of us, our identity, our personality, the way we feel worth, the way we Mm -hmm. interact with people is in our job and you may not be doing it for the money anymore. Yeah. It may be something you talk to the therapist about and the therapist says, you know, you need to continue doing that mm-hmm. radio, Bubba. Yeah. 
You know, you may do it from a high rise somewhere mm-hmm. and do it remotely. Right. But you need to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And that may be one of the things on your list of things you want to stay the same. You may not necessarily want to move an issue. Mm-hmm. You may, but you may not. So we've talked about all the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. What about two or three things you do not want to do? What are two or three things you would not want to do that you would not think is advisable to a, a lottery winner just right off the bat that they shouldn't that they, they shouldn't do that that would probably cause them trouble down the road? Well, I, I would say initially number one is uh, if you're if you're having marital problems already. <laughs> Winning the lottery may not fix that. And, you know, you, you win the lottery and you say, hey, you know what, darling, yeah. been a good run, but I'm done with you. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a million bucks. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Um, and it's going to be a whole lot more than a million. <laughs> you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. probably. One of the things you do not want to do is either start or end a relationship immediately after. It's related to what yeah. you're talking about. Ending a relationship, you may later on regret that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people who've won the lottery, they think it's all the money in the world. Yeah. Five, ten years down the road, they've run out of money, and they really want her back. Well, <laughs> you, and, you know? and it's all the money in the world until you start hanging out with people that are wealthier than you are. Yeah, I think there's some kind of proverb mm-hmm. in the Bible about yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Starting a new relationship may not be based on the things that relationships ought to be based on mm-hmm. if the world knows you just won $400 million. That's right. That's probably something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of these major changes that you shouldn't do, and, and there are a number of practical things that you should do. I think it's been cool to talk about this today. Yeah. You think a lot of people have thought about this and not necessarily framed it this way from the point of view of a professional. Over I think the they probably say, you know, if I won the the lottery, this is what I would do, or this is what I would buy. Yeah, this maybe reframes that. Yeah. Whether it's a lottery or inheritance, you know, it gives you something to think about. Yeah, and I think it needs to be framed from the point of view uh, of what's right for you mm-hmm. and those around you, and maybe how m- to have more money left at the end mm-hmm. if you do it right in the beginning. Uh, just something uh, different to think about from the Advisors Roundtable about smart things to do if you're going to claim a jackpot on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting 
the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.